Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Hello and welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I am so glad you are tuning in and uh, joining us for this week's episode of Gen Z Today. And you might be wondering, what is Gen Z Today? Yeah, well, this is a podcast where every week we come together and we talk about ways, practical ways that we can live and lead for Jesus in this generation. Uh, Many of us want to make a difference for Jesus, but sometimes we're just not sure how or where to get started. And and I like to bring guests on here from all over the world, uh, and uh, to have an amazing to have amazing conversations talking about what God is doing in our generation. And we get to hear stories, and we get to talk about ways that we can step up and lead boldly for the Lord. And I am thrilled once again. If you listened to last week's episode, you were in for a treat because I had my wonderful British friend with me, Joel Harris. And we're recording another episode uh, with Joel. Actually, this week, you're going to get back-to-back with Jordan and Joel. Uh, But we also have another uh, guest with us as well. Uh, So it's me, Joel Harris, and then Joel's uh, girlfriend, Emily Cook. We're glad Emily's joining us as well for this week's conversation. Welcome, Joel and Emily. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, great to be here. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Joel's back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, how have you guys been enjoying the U.S.? You guys have been visiting me here in uh, Minnesota and uh, in Illinois and uh, in Florida. How have you guys been enjoying the states? Oh, it's awesome. I love it. I haven't been back for ages, so it's good to be back. Good to be back. And it was snowing as well, so that was pretty fun. Yes. Right. It's good. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying the food. Jordan seems to know all of the best food spots in Minneapolis. I keep saying Minneapolis in a really <laughs> weird way. Minneapolis. Min- yeah, it's, it's like it's got about twenty ends. Minneapolis. Yeah. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. It's just two ends. Just two ends. Jordan's been showing some incredible food food spots. So we've had burritos, we've had burgers, pizzas. We, we've had the lot. And later we're going to an American diner. Yes. That's my Joel's accent. Like- Jordan, can we go to an American diner? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, Jordan, do I hang out at American diners? No, no, but I'll, I'll find one. <laughs> I know of some, I don't like frequent them. I know of the places though. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. So we're going to go there. We're enjoying, we're having a good time. It's nice to both be here. We, we, we've seen some really cool people. Jordan's got some good people around him. He's got some really good people around him. I'm glad to hear it. And yeah, so it's it's a bit of a problem. Every time I pretend to do a British accent in front of genuine British people, they say, Jordan, you sound a bit German. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm trying here. <laughs> it's close. It's close to an American. So you're nearly there. Well, Good. It's, it's better than Joel's attempt at an American accent. So Yes, I will gladly <laughs> own that. Can you do an American accent? I'm from America. Oh, <laughs> can you? Should we go and get a milkshake? <laughs> Emily, can you do an American accent? Oh, gosh. I'm not sure. I want. To be fair, anything will be better after Joel's. <laughs> anything will be better than that. What What should I say? I'm Hi, I'm America. Emily, and I used to live in Colorado. 
Hey, I'm Emily, and I used to live in Colorado. Oh, That's nice. You're, 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 you're getting there. Oh, who knows? It's better than yours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like always, Emily's probably better. <laughs> yes. I'll take it. Yes. Well, Joel and Emily have some wonderful banter, and we've had some fun, fun times. And the longer this trip goes on, the goofier we tend to get. <laughs> Me and Emily did a race down Jordan's Corridor yesterday. I think it was them and Jordan realized that we were 12. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Joel here is giving me little kid vibes, and I'm going to need to put him in front of the iPad to watch Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we love British people. If you listen to this podcast, I interviewed like an abnormally large amount of British people. I think this is like, we've had like 57 episodes now, and like wow. 16 of them have been with British people. Jordan slowly but surely turning British. Yeah, it's a. You just got to stop being nice, then you're nearly really. Oh, oh. Then you're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are British people nicer than Americans? No, no, no way. No, no. Then why would we say be nice? No, you got to be less nice. Oh, be less nice. Yeah. Be more rude. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you'll be not care what people think about me. Yeah, basically. Or my accent when I'm giving it my best shot. <laughs> German vibes. Stop. German vibes. <laughs> oh come on! I'm gonna send you on the first plane back to Heathrow. <laughs> And uh, you can go and enjoy your fish and chips and while crumpets. I live here in America. Yeah, and Jordan has more crumpets than I do. He's got crumpets in his fridge. I yeah. do. I do. Yeah. If you don't know what a crumpet is, a crumpet is like a... It's a holy bread. Americans would call it an English muffin. Like or, no, we would not call it an English muffin. Mm. What we have, what we call English muffins, and every time I bring British friends over and show them English muffins, they're like, what's English about them? And, uh, but if I show, uh, but they're kind of like an English muffin, but they've got like a bunch of holes, holes in them. It's holy. They're very holy. It's holy food. <laughs> no, no, no. no, you put butter in the holes and uh, we have to toast it no, twice. Yeah, yeah. You, you, don't put, you don't like insert butter with a syringe into holes. <laughs> what happens is... <laughs> it all like melts and then when you bite into it, the butter like... It's in out. the bread, yeah. It's, it's like a great thing that oozes butter and... You know uh, what? We're selling this compact. <laughs> and... Uh, if you like buttery things, this is like one of the best things to put butter on. It's basically oh, yeah. glorified butter on toast is what we're talking about right now. Yeah, but butter on toast. Yeah. yeah, or an English muffin. Do you know what an English muffin is? Yeah, that's like a breakfast muffin, isn't it? Like no, a, it's like, like a crumpet. Like you get for it's like a, yeah, uh, close. And what? It's kind of like some weird hybrid of like. like a savory scone. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah a muffin. No. Or, or a cake. <laughs> I'll show you later. No, I, don't, no. I don't keep them I, in stock. I know what you mean, but we don't we don't call them British. We just call them muffins. British. <laughs> <laughs> they're not British muffins. They're English muffins. So English. They're just muffins. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're Welsh and English. Yeah, mate. I'm hybrid. <laughs> yeah. What's one thing we need? So Joel, uh, his family's all from Wales. What's one thing you can tell us about Wales? They are the loveliest people. To be fair, that I'll vouch for that. So like, Americans are nice. Americans are really nice. Really friendly. Yeah. Really friendly. Um, Welsh people are really friendly, but they also are very sarcastic. Ah. Oh, yeah. The, so, the humor is on another level. Yeah. So they'll just completely, if, you, if they see you in the street, they'll just completely roast you for anything. Okay. Yeah, you get slated. But it's, but it's <laughs> hilarious. Everyone, everyone's really nice and everyone's caring. So it's yeah, like, yeah. it's American nice, niceness, if that's. If that's a word, American niceness, and then, but also British sarcasm. 
Got it. Yeah. That's fun. Good way of describing it's a nice it. little vibe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and also Wales, if you know, has a like a green and white flag with a red dragon on yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like really fierce and like <laughs> <laughs> dragony. And uh yeah. So yes, we love dragons here. No, it's good. It's good. Yes. <laughs> Joel's descended from dragons. I am. Jake and I'm not. I'm no, he's not. From, a, from people. Son of a preacher, man. Welsh people. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, um, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. We have an amazing theme today. And last week, if you tuned in, you would have Joel shared some of his story. And and uh, and again, this week I've invited Joel uh, back this time with Emily as well. And and we have an exciting theme for this week, uh, where we are going to talk about living in the storm. And you might. Wondering what that means? Well, uh, we are going to talk about what it means when life is hard, when we are hit with so many negative things, and when uh, life just feels like a storm. Because it, Jesus makes it very clear: we will go through storms as Christians. This is not something that uh, we will just have life uh, without trials. Uh, James says, "Consider pure joy when you face uh, trials of many kinds." Like we will face trials. And we're supposed to consider it pure joy. It's like weird with with the Lord and with living for him, living for God. It sometimes feels really weird. Like, okay, well, why is life not easy? We're like, I thought this was going to be the easier route. And and eventually someday it will be amazing. We'll be in heaven someday and there'll be no more tears and no more pain and no more sorrow, no more hurt, uh, no more death. Uh, for those of us that are saved and, and following Jesus, we'll spend all eternity with him. Uh, but in the meantime, while we're on earth, this side of eternity, uh, we will face hardships. We will face trials and we will face storms. And I'm excited, uh, Joel and Emily, for us to talk about this a little. And I uh, would love to just know some of your guys' thoughts on the idea of living in the storm and uh, and kind of what, uh, what that means. And maybe if you want to share a little bit of your own stories, uh, just even... Uh, of how uh, the storms, maybe some a little bit about some storms you've gone through, uh, and then what encouragement and challenge you might have from that. Yeah, yeah, sure. We we've lived through a, a few storms the past couple of years, haven't we, Joel? Yeah. Um, I think the the main one for us has been a kind of journey on health, and um, about when was it? Just over a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, I was diagnosed with a couple of chronic illnesses, which through us both really. Um, and, and in that was just pretty hard to see where God was in that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the classic question when you're there, like, God, where are you in this? Like, how is this, how is this a fair fight? How, how are we meant to get through this? Um, still finding joy in these situations and it, it was kind of the irony. It, it was about a month into the year that God gave me the word that my word for that year was going to be joy. Uh, so mm. <laughs> that felt ironic at the time, but um, learning to not just survive, but thrive. And um, it's actually excelled and, and grown my relationship with God more than, more than I've ever experienced before, really. So, um, yeah. No, it's it's been interesting with storm. Storms is an interesting one, isn't it? Because in like, in life, we want to go. Oh, it's so good. Life is good. And church, 
um, God is good all the time and all the time God is good and that's very true and um, we have this in this church of when you talk to people oh, I'm fine I'm fine life's good but also we go through storms a lot and as mm. Christians we go, to f- go through storms Um, Jesus very much said in this world there will be trouble but, do, but take heart because I've overcome the world so mm. storms are a very big thing in our lives so we feel like we've gone through a storm over the past few years with chronic illness diagnosis is and what does that mean? Mm. And in those storms, it's really hard to see God. It's really hard to see where Jesus is in this because life is really hard. And I'm not sure why we think this because the Bible was very clear it's not. But we can think often life's going to be easy or yeah. it's just going to be a walk in the park and we're going to just have a good time. And that's fine. But actually, when you are confronted with the realness of life and the pain of life, that's when your faith is tested. That's when you start asking those questions. Oh, is 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 God real? Is God good? Why does this happen? And I think it's at that place, it's at that low, desperate place where the building ground of a deep and true faith is. Mm-hmm. I think that's so good. And for for each of us, as we are growing in our faith, exactly as you are, you're, you're saying, like we, it is in these trials, it's in the moments when we're squeezed and you kind of see what comes out mm. that we are tested. And, uh, and it, cause if life is always all good and fine and dandy, then uh, we don't have growth. And uh, yeah. it, it's, it's in the uh, the the crises and the trials and the hardships that that truly make us who we are, mm. and uh, especially as as followers of Christ, because we will face trials and hardships. Like the world doesn't like us yeah, for for loving Jesus, and uh, and that's like one well, that's one side of it. And then and then just the the realities of life. We live in a fallen world, a sinful world, and uh, until uh, we are yeah in eternity with the Lord, like when the Lord allows hardships to happen, it's it's hard and it's rough and it's uh, stuff that definitely uh, is 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 not enjoyable. Mm. But the Lord builds us through it. And um, you guys have a passage pulled up in Scripture uh, from the Book of Mark. Emily, would you be able to read this passage yeah. to us? Uh, this is a one of the best stories in the Bible about storms and Jesus and uh, Jesus during the storm. And you probably know this story, but we're going to read it to you right now and talk about it. Yeah, so this is Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to the end of the chapter, 41. Uh, Jesus calms the storm. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. 
What do you guys think about that passage? I think it's really interesting, isn't it? That passage. We look at it and we, and often we see this passage and go, oh, stupid disciples. Once again, they are, have little faith. Honestly, they're in the boat mm-hmm. with Jesus. Come on now, have a little faith. But actually, when you look at the start of this, um, of this story, you really get it. Because the start of the story, it goes, there was a massive wave and there was a massive storm and the boat was nearly swamped. So think, imagine this right now. You're in the boat. In those times, it's not like a ferry. It's not a cruise. This is like a wooden boat. Wooden boats, they can get, they get like a rowing boat, but a bigger version. So imagine you're in that and you've got these massive waves. Do you know on Instagram, I'm not sure about you, but I end up looking at these like wave, tic, wave TikToks and Instagram reels where it shows how big the waves are. But beside the point, you look at the waves yeah. and the waves are over the boat and the sea is starting to get onto the boat and you're starting to sink. I'm going to be scared. I mean, I'm going to be thinking, where on earth is the life jacket? Get mm-hmm. me one of them. We're going under. So when you're in that place, they felt they were nearly, nearly going to drown. They felt that the boat was nearly going to capsize. They were nearly going to get to the end of it. So no wonder they struggled. No wonder they were like, Jesus, what's going on? No wonder they woke, Je- they woke Jesus up because they were in that place. And I think when you go through a storm, and probably people listening to this, I know us have felt this, it feels like you're about to capsize. It feels like mm. you're about to come to the edge. You're about to become, you're about to come to the edge of how much you can take. And it feels like the whole world around you is coming to coming down and crushing on top of you. So they were in that place, they were really struggling and their faith was questioned in that place. Their faith was questioned in that place because they thought they were going to die, because they were struggling. And then they go, Jesus, they wake Jesus up because he was sleeping. First of all, Jesus is a good sleeper. Waves are loud. You mean, you've got got grown men running around screaming, oh, we're going to die. And he's sleeping. My man, like he's probably got some like earplugs or something. He's doing good. He's sleeping and he's completely chilled in the storm. And he gets up mm. and he goes, quiet, be still. And the storm, the storm dies down. It was completely calm. And then he goes, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Mm. And I think that's the hard part, isn't mm. it? Because I know when we can look back in our storms, actually, we felt like we had no faith. We mm. felt like Jesus was not there. Mm. And what I get reminded about in this in this story is Jesus slept. Jesus was chilled in the storm, not because the storm, not because the storm was little or didn't it didn't matter, but because he had power over the storm. Mm. And I really want to learn in life, and I'm still learning. I haven't got the answers to do this. I've been trying to work it out. I want to work out how I can sleep in the storm because I know who's in the boat with me. Mm, mm. How when life's waves get big, when life is hard, when the finance is hard, or chronic illness is hard, or we're going into hospital, or it's all just naff, how do I go, this is really scary, mm. but Jesus is with me in this, so we can wow. chill. I want to preface this in saying, it doesn't mean Jesus doesn't care about the storm. Yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. And we see in other parts of the Bible, him really caring. If Jesus didn't care about the storm, he wouldn't have quieted it down. Mm. He wouldn't have stilled it. He would have gone, suck it. We're going to get through this. <laughs> yeah. And there's also other times in the Bible when 
Lazarus died, Jesus wept. Yeah. It's hard times in life. So I, I don't want to paint this picture of a Jesus who isn't going to be with you in the storm and, yeah. and things are, oh, look at them worrying. Jesus cares about the storm and cares about the effect it has on you. Mm. But also Jesus is totally aware mm. that the storm isn't as big as he is. Oh, wow. Often, I think, in the storm, we need to be reminded, and it's really hard, we need to be reminded, what does it look like to remember the size of Jesus compared to the size of the storm? Mm. Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that, like, just because Jesus was sleeping doesn't mean he wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. He, he was there, God was there working, and just... I, th- I think there are so many times I know I've felt in the past year or so when it's it's felt like God is sleeping and not working and you know and mm. and actually there are there are times when it's been like go 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 everything's you know coming at once and there's been times when it's just felt so still and so quiet and and yet I've still felt like I couldn't hear God um and I guess I've actually I've got like three things that have really helped me that that might help you um and the the first of those uh has been to really get into a good routine with reading my bible um when when the storm was kind of at its peak I know that that was something that I really struggled with but as soon as I kind of got back into that routine that was something that really grounded me and just kind of reading those truths every day when there might be lies coming into your head or you know there's so much going on around you focusing that time with God and hearing what he has to say um was just kind of monumental for me um and the the second would be surrounding yourself in community um, just so important. Joel and I have had some great people around us, be it family or friends or, you know, each other as well. And, um, people who will really push you towards God and, uh, keep you accountable as well. Accountability partners have, uh, just, it's just so important. Um, I think find your people and find the people who will, who will challenge you and help you grow in those times as well as supporting you and helping you, um, helping you grow towards God in those times as well um and the third would would be journaling Joel and I will always say that to whoever we speak to that journaling has just been so uh kind of like a turning point in terms of like when I don't know about you guys but like I I got to a point where I just feel so numb because there's so much going on and it's like mm. how can you feel all these emotions and you know you shouldn't have that much going on <laughs> in your head and um getting it down on paper was really how both of us um started to get back in touch with God and and understand where he wasn't at all and understand your emotions I think another thing what we've felt and I know what I felt in all of this is trying to remember what Jesus has done. Because often when you're in the storm, it's like, Jesus, where are you? Why aren't you here? And I fully felt like that. But looking back and going, oh, I remember he did that in my life before. I know he has moved before. I know he has done that before. And when you look back and you see what Jesus has done in your past, it gives you faith for what he would do in this season. So I remember a turning point for me was writing down in my journal going, God, right now I don't see you, 
-hmm. Right now, I don't feel you. But I trust you because I know you have turned up before Mm. and I know you will turn up again. Mm -hmm. And through the storm, I think that's when faith turns from feelings to facts. Mm. Where it goes from this is an emotion we're feeling to this is a fundamental fact in my life that Jesus saves. So actually going through what Emily said, what are some amazing stuff and both of us have really lent into that and, and journaling, being in community, reading your Bible, they are so important to just get you through each day to get a different perspective of what Jesus is doing. And as you journal, as you do that stuff, just think back to times in your life where Jesus has showed up. Mm-hmm. Now, this is amazing, Joel and Emily. I think this is wonderful wisdom for for everyone listening to be able to just think from and, and, and to know what has uh, uh, the Lord uh, done uh, and, and through even the midst of the storms uh, and, and, and arguably even more so in the storms. It seemed to be the times when the Lord is closest to us and um, it's really, really amazing. And uh, uh, we are uh, starting to run out of time here. So I want to uh, let you... Uh, Emily, uh, if you want to uh, share kind of anything else that you want to add to this, uh, just kind of maybe your final uh, 60 seconds where you'd encourage someone uh, who's going through a storm right now, what would you encourage them with? Uh, what would you like to share with them? Uh, and then, uh, Emily, would you be able to close us out in prayer? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'd love to. Um, I think based on what Joel was saying, it's in those times, rather than than going off your feelings, go off the facts, uh, remember those times when when God's moved in your life and he's just as close as he's ever been, even if he doesn't feel like it. Um, and there's that worship song, Do It Again, where it says, you made a way where there was no way and I'll believe I'll see you do it again. Mm. Um, and just remembering that he's just as close as he's ever been and and he he wants to build you up so when there are these storms where it feels like you're being torn down um god wants you to come close to him and he wants to build you up and and he wants you to fight for that relationship with him when it feels like everything's coming around you so um you know use those people around you and and lean on people around you who are going to push you towards god and um journal and read your bible and pray and lament and just don't give up um so easy to say but you know the more the more you do it the easier it gets that's so true it's so true and yeah well i think for each of us to be thinking how can uh, how can we seek after the Lord and uh, look to him? Kind of like sailors look for a lighthouse in the middle of the storm. Mm. Jesus is our lighthouse. I know there's a Rent Collective song about that. <laughs> My lighthouse. <laughs> it's a good one. But <laughs> Jesus is our lighthouse. He's the, he's the person we look to. Yeah. Uh, when, when the storm is going, we need to look for the light, look for the lighthouse, mm. look for the Lord. And uh, yeah, there's so much for us to take from that. And Emily, would you be able to close us out in prayer and pray yeah. for a person right now? Maybe they're going through a storm. Uh, would you just be able to pray for that person? Mm, yeah. Yeah, Father God, thank you for all that you are in, in all of our lives and thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for your faithfulness. Um, we really praise you for that. And um, anyone who's listening to this right now or not, um, we just pray that you'll come close to them right now, Father. And and lift them up, hold them and help them to feel known and understood and cared for by you. Um, 
bring the right people around them to help them and um, help them to just draw close to you and and hear you within the storm um, that you're not sleeping you're right there you're still moving um, you've done it before and you'll do it again amen amen well, this has been awesome, Joel and Emily, having you on the podcast. Woo, uh, Joel, woo. now for the third time, you've been a, a three-time recurring you're guest. An and uh, and Emily, you're on here for the first time with Joel. It's great. And yeah, great for, to be here. For any of you listening, I want to encourage you to listen to the other episodes with Joel. Uh, Joel, uh, we I interviewed him a year ago, uh, and we talked about being known by our love. Uh, and then last week's episode uh, was amazing as well. What did we talk about last week, Joel? We spoke about my story. Um, we spoke about um, being uh, transformed. That, thank you. I come. I had a not brain blank then. Not conform, but um, being transformed. Not, do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We spoke about how in this world we feel a lot of pressure to live in society and be that society, but we're called to something different and called to a different way. Yes. Yes. And. Uh, for uh, if someone wants to find uh, you guys on social media or wherever, what uh, who, where are the best places for that? Um, well, I actually in the past year started an Instagram for uh, like kind of sharing my journey with getting a diagnosis for chronic illness and how that life is. So that's a Dino diary that's on Instagram and on TikTok. Otherwise, it's Emily Cook on Instagram. And I'm Joel Harris UK. Um, yes. laughing on Instagram yeah. <laughs> and Year of Creativity 22 on TikTok. I mean, imagine if I was Jordan Whitmer US. I know it's it's <laughs> it's, a re- it's a really weird one. It's just when I was fifth when I was 15, I changed it. I and like it. it. Stayed. Everyone calls you Joel gonna Harris be, I'm UK. Gonna, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hey. 40 and I'm still going to be Joel Harris UK. Joel Harris UK. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Well, it's been awesome having you, Joel Harris, UK, (laughs) and and Emily, uh, Emily Cook, UK. Um, Yeah, I need to change my username now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, there's just to be consistent. But thank you for you guys being here. And thanks to all of you for listening and tuning in. And make sure to check out Gen Z Today podcast, How to Life Movement, uh, and Jordan Whitmer on Instagram as well, uh, to keep going with this ongoing conversation where we talk about Uh, living and leading for Jesus and hope this week's episode was encouraging to you. Uh, Make sure to tune in next week where we're going to have another amazing episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.